0: Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679.
1: Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White. Now on your side of the counter. Go to OddsXFactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com.
0: Dot .com Call now call free
2: folks here we go with another edition of sports insider radio coming to you from las vegas brian blessed glad to be with you and we invite you to check out the website sportsinsiderradio.com and if you want to get hold of the fellas 800-209-1679 800-209-1679 we've got stanley cup we've got nba we've got major league baseball we've got a golf major next week and I know the boys have got to be fired up. Because even I know there are some big soccer games this weekend. And we got the Women's World Cup coming up. All kinds of stuff on the docket for you. And we don't want to waste any time. We're going to, with John and Mike, they come to you every Wednesday as we head east. Mike is going to join us a little bit later on. Uh, but I will tell you, John, you set the bar pretty high last week. And it's on you again, brother, because you were money last week. I mean, you had intriguing stats, trends, concepts, philosophies. You used big words. You used foreign words. It was, was, last week was impressive, John.
3: Well, thank you. But every week is going to be informative. It's not really about trying to impress the listenership. It's about trying to educate them. On treating this as a business, as opposed to the one individual game that can't lose. Now, talk about something that can't lose. How about if you won and you still lose? Let's start off the show with. (laughs) How about if you won and you still lose? So, all I'm saying is, from a guy that's you know going to be at the Preakness like I am every year, they kind of put a damper on the festivities, don't you think? Now, before you give me your input, because you are a horse racing guy. Um, Everyone in the office basically said if it wasn't a major race, they wouldn't have had to wait 22 minutes for this determination, this decision. It would have been decided in about five seconds that the guy came off the rail.
2: Uh, The bottom line is maximum security was my selection. It cost me money, and it was absolutely the right call.
3: So here's what I want to ask you, and I don't want to take too much of the time, but since we're going to start the show without Mike, when I go into the gambling Twitter sphere, everybody goes, "Ah, oh, another sport ruined by replay." Why ruin by replay? It was, you just admitted it was the right call. I had Tacitus to win place and show, and I got lucky because he got sure. bumped up to the show spot. You know, but again, I'm not saying that a client. I had to win. I got lucky, right? So, my question is: What do you say about the people that are anti replay in all sports? That's all I saw on Twitter. Well, another sport where the refs mess it up and uh-huh. instant replay. What, what's your What's your analysis?
2: You want to You want to sit back, and put your feet up for a couple minutes? <laughs> uh, go ahead. Uh, well, that's all, you all, all right. Well, uh, the Derby notwithstanding, uh, it, it just happened again, and for ten days. After Vegas got scalded in the playoffs by a call that the referee saw, didn't think was a penalty, let alone a major, uh, and let play continue, then saw, hey, there's a guy lying there and he's bleeding, and then they looked at each other and made up something, and it automatically begged for, you've got to change the rule. That's got to be reviewed. I mean, you've got to confirm, especially in the playoffs, that that's right. So then I'm sitting there saying back then that the right thing to have done which was still not going to make San Jose fans happy but it was truthful if they said we didn't see it but to create something that absolutely didn't happen was egregious alright San Jose was really good made the comeback Vegas didn't stop the, you know, the, p- the penalty kill of San Jose advances okay 10 days later The guy from Boston goes headhunting and hits the guy from Columbus in game six. And anybody that's ever watched a hockey game in their life says that's a a match penalty. That's a five-minute major. And they huddled up. They looked at each other. They were scared of what happened in the Vegas thing ten days earlier. And they did exactly what I said. They said, we didn't see it. And then they gave the guy a two-minute penalty. Well, wait a minute. If you didn't see it, how can you give them a two-minute penalty? So replay in both of those instances would have gotten it right. Now, the horse racing thing, you're dealing with a lot of people, John, and you know me. You've known me a long time. I play the horses virtually every day. All right? Right. That was a foul if it costs a horse a position, they have to take them down. Do they generally get more leeway in a big race? The answer is absolutely yes. but this horse interfered significantly with two horses and sorry, it is what it is and why it took so long. They made That's that it. uh, they made minutes. that decision in four or five minutes. Now, my, my wife said, we're in the living room, and I said, that this horse is coming down. Uh, a, he deserves to. Uh, they've already made the decision. So now, now they're going back, and you can see him and look at the monitor. And It's a 20-horse field. It was a soup kitchen. It's a sloppy track. So while all this is going on, the chart caller and the people in the press box, they are trying to determine the final order of finish for 20 horses. So now when they do the review, they had to say, well, he interfered with number one, but number one didn't claim foul, but number 19 did. And actually, the 19-horse Long uh, Hot Toddy took the absolute worst of it. So now they had to go back and revisit and watch all the replays, get to the finish line, confirm with chart callers, where did Long Hot Toddy finish? He finished 16th. Then they had to say, "Okay, we're dropping the horse all the way down to 17th. That was that. Part and parcel was the reason it took so long. They were trying to figure out where do we actually place him. We've made the decision. He, he made a foul. Who are we putting him behind? So there.
3: Now <laughs> is this is this error from the jockey or the horse just had his own mind? I mean, nope. how do you see that?
2: If the horse. It cost me a Kentucky Derby six, seven years ago. I had a, a sixty or one hundred twenty to one future on Normandy Invasion, and Normandy Invasion. The jockey moved too soon, uh, but it, it sweep at about the exact same point where this happened. Normandy Invasion swooped up from about fifth, swooped by them like they were standing still. And at the exact point where this foul happened, Normandy Invasion turned for home, is opening up. Looks like he's going to be a Derby winner. And all of a sudden the wall of sound from a hundred and fifty thousand people hit the horse. And the horse just like was startled and just stopped. And everybody he passed just come back up to him and then he started running again. No, the horse got spooked by the sound. Got it. So now but what it but what it means to you top. but what it means to you, my friend. His maximum security's not running, which I don't understand why, because he'd have to fall down to lose. Country House came out of the race with uh, an illness, a cough or something, and all of a sudden, all the horses that would have been scared off that were in contention in the Derby are going to say, "We're going to take a shot," and then you're going to get a lot of new shooters and those that just missed getting into the Derby. You say, "Well, wait a minute, he ain't there. We're going to take a shot." You're probably going like, to get a 12, 13-horse field at the Preakness, and it's going to be a great betting When you're
3: race. talking about the Triple Crown, doesn't it kind of put a damper on the mystique of the next two races because you don't even have that opportunity now? there?
2: Uh, well, for the novices, per se, yeah. I mean, you know, if there's a chance for the Triple Crown, people pay attention. But the funny thing is that you went up like a, a 40 years or whatever it was when citation until the next time, there was a Triple Crown winner. Then you had another thirty-five, forty-year drought, and all of a sudden you just got American Pharoah and Justify. Well, you know. So anyway, the bottom line is the Preakness, which is usually a horrible betting race because the Derby winner's three to five, and more often than not, the Derby winner is really salty in that race. You know, I mean, it brings the potential payouts way down. This the Preakness is going to be a wide open race. I mean, it's going to be a great betting race. In a weird weird way, I mean, uh, it's going to have a little bit of luster to it for that reason.
3: Well, like, I was just on the phone with a gentleman, actually, uh, in Vegas, and he was saying, you know, I love football. And I said, you know, I love making money, whether it's international soccer, horse racing. You start giving out horse racing information to clients, and they're like, what's horse racing? So, again, if you're listening, this is about embracing all the opportunities. Because, you know, somebody... Made a, uh, was trying to analyze the success of baseball right now because we're doing it quite well. And um, I said, guys, there's 127 games left this season. We'll break down the numbers in a little bit, but people don't realize there's only been 35 completed games basically of 162. I mean, it seems like we've been, we're full on in baseball, but really, if you take a step back and look at how long the sport is from March 28th to October 30th, we've only played. 35 games we have the entire. all the standings don't really mean it's it's like a wide open race basically and uh, I think people lose sight of that because they get stuck into the individual games the individual days and you know I've been preaching underdogs here on the radio for you know literally five six years and have you been uh, watching these dogs just rolling in the last couple of days. I mean, this is the stuff where I just don't understand how somebody is going to lay uh, 242 with the Houston Astros yesterday. And Duffy comes in with Kansas City and blows him out 12-2. to I don't understand how people are going to take that kind of risk and, and think they're going to have an edge to beat the bookmakers when you look at the biggest dogs. People were chasing uh, Cleveland, for instance. Cleveland lost, I think, they lost two in a row. Both times they were
4: huge, huge
3: uh, dogs. Yesterday they were a one thirty-five dog, but the day before they were like a two hundred-dollar dog, and they got smoshed, smacked. So I mean, this is the thing. Now, in-game live wagering, Brian, have you been doing that? Like taking the Yankees when they're down in the top of the ninth?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I have not done much much. I I've been knee deep in the the hockey and uh, in the hoops, but you know I'm, I'm playing baseball. I haven't done much in uh, with the in-game, to be perfectly honest with you, of late. But my my return question to you would be, not only the in-game aspect of it, the streak nature of it, which you've always been very adept at. And the key is to get on board, you know, at the outset. Like right now, we're seeing Milwaukee with a five-game winning streak. Pirates well, now it's going to be a three now,
3: I'm going to assume I'm assume it's a six because they're up six nothing. Yeah, there you go. Uh, right right now in the bottom of the third.
2: And you've always done a great job of identifying those streaks.
3: Right. So, I mean, right now, you, so here, so you know me. I don't like to play chalk favorites. But, like, here's, a, here's what you have to do is if you're just to give a little something away to the – because I'm pretty good. I'm about 90% on the radio when I give it away for free for whatever reason. But when you look at lines, I always go back what the line is versus what the line should be. So what I like to do is see teams that are on the down. When, you, when you're heavily priced favorites, you look at Cleveland. Cleveland is on a three-game losing streak against the Chai Sox. They're on a two-game winning streak, two-game winning streak. Yet, they got Cleveland at 190. They're basically telling you Cleveland's going to end this losing streak today, and they're going to win. That's what they're basically telling you. They're, that, that is the position that I take. Otherwise, the line, because it wouldn't normally be 240 if they won three in a row. Uh, if anything, I think what they actually do is they make the line higher as the streak gets longer, expecting the streak, so you're actually the value would be taking the dog, but I don't like it. But but the other issue is here's my real barn burner for today. I'm going to give out this free winner early. You ready, Brian? Um, you know exactly where I'm going. You know where I'm going with this.
2: Uh, g- no, g- give me hold to Camden, on. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> That's took the, my son there's to the cabin There's the dead giveaway. Yep.
3: Listen on Sunday, and. This is one thing that is unforgivable when you have children. The game is a 105 start. It's raining. They refuse to cancel the game. My son, he's like, we're going to the game. It's not canceled. They refuse to cancel the game. I drive down. I pay $23 to park across the street. I walk in. We sit down. We get popcorn. I'm already 100 deep. Before the first pitch, they come over and they go, we're canceling the game. Thanks a lot. So he got to sit there and look at a, a stadium, which was, and they were playing Tampa Bay, so he was excited that they would be playing the team in the number one division. I said to him the next day, I said, they'll beat Boston the next game out. They had that extra day of rest. You saw they beat Boston 4-1. to one. There you go. Yesterday, Boston beat them. Here's the reason why you play the Orioles tonight. Not because there's an algorithm. Not because there's inside information. Not because there's some super system. Here's the reason why you play the Orioles tonight, and you play them in two ways. I, any team that's a road favorite, that's under 50% as a whole, the value is to the home dog regardless of the team. I'm going to repeat that again. Any team that's under 50% on their entire record they played so far, if they're a road favorite, the value is to the home dog. So, Austin with last night's win is 18-19. They're one game under 500. They fit the script. I get to take Baltimore plus almost 300 today, a team that's down 10 games, but it, I thought they were going to be the worst team in baseball. They're not Miami. Miami's the worst team in baseball. And so the thing is, they're very competitive, and they're competitive at home. So what I would be doing is if I was aggressive, I would be playing plus 260, 270, depending upon what kind of line you get. And then, I would be taking plus one and a half, plus one forty. How often do you get plus one and a half, plus one yeah, forty? Right. I mean, no, you're I Usually, know. plus one and a half, minus.
2: That's why. That's why I said you asked me about the puck line, the reverse puck line. I'm you know, never doing now, that. Now, but here's where it gets really crazy. Here's the fuel to that fire. Why you
3: should run to the window and play the Orioles plus one and a half.
2: Can I walk fast? Oh.
3: You can walk fast. Home team dogs straight up. This, this, this stat, I'm not—we don't have to get the pencil out. It's just you got to embrace these stats. They are—they are list—they are, list, are literally mathematically amazing. Home team dogs straight up are 76 and 106 for the season. You've played every home team dog. You are down 40 games. I'm um, 30 games. Excuse me. 76 minus 106 is 30. 40%. Here's the insane part. The same exact games, Brian, when I say flip the script, yep. when you add the plus one and a half to all those games, before I give you the answer, Ooh. what do you think the record is?
2: So what would you say, 76 and 106?
3: Six and 106. How many of those teams how lost of those, by one?
2: How many of those were one-run games? Out, right. of, out of 107 uh, uh, well actually out of 182 182 games. 182
1: games
3: right right uh half well you're away you ready yeah so instead of being minus 30 games you're plus 29 games 110 to 81 a total it goes f- from 40% to 60% total flip When I say a total flip, how much total can you... You literally went from minus 30 games to plus 29 games on the plus one and a half. So with that being said, gotta love the Orioles plus one and a half tonight for this setup of the team that's under 50%, laying a huge number. Now, what the stats basically indicate is taking the Baltimore Orioles on the money line is a bad bet the equalizer is getting the one and a half but only 35 games into the season what do you say i mean you've been doing this for decades like me what do you do you think this equals out at the end of the season are you amazed to see that it's a complete flip from minus 30 to plus 29
2: it's i mean you you throw these numbers out and sometimes they're just they're eye popping
3: I mean, they're basically saying if you can get a plus one-and-a-half at home, don't ever play the money line. <laughs> That's what they're basically saying. Wow. I mean, you're, I mean, it, it's huge. And I, that, that, was on, that was on home team dogs. I, I'll, I'll look further into the show on the actual record. But just so you know, favorites right now, and I want to ask you about straight-up wins, do you find this to be a little heavy early in the season? 58% of all favorites have won, home and away, 309, and 2, 215 out of 524 games, not counting today's action. So we're talking about literally 94 more favorites of won outright, forget the plus or minus one and a half. Do you find that to be a little heavy? Because we see in other sports, when you go back and listen to the archive shows, you see basketball, NBA, and college, 50%. You see in the NFL, fifty percent. You see in the NBA,
2: but we go 50%. back. But we go back to what we were talking about last week. Is that on average, you know, what are those horse? What, what kind of uh, wood are you laying with those home favorites?
3: Fifty cents.
2: So we said, yeah, dollar fifty. Okay. Yeah,
3: fifty cents. But I'm just saying, as a whole. I usually find at the end of the season it's going to be closer to 50%. It's not going to be 58%, 60%. Yeah, that, that'll come back to earth. But but, but but if you're listening out there, you get an opportunity tonight to get a home team dog plus the one and a half, which is one sixty percent of the time, plus money. To me, whether you like the Orioles or not and think that Cashner has no chance against sales, sale, sales alley, whatever, the bottom line is the fact that you can get both opportunities at a dog price, you hate that word, I would say is huge value.
2: Let me, okay, bear with me on this one, Mm -hmm. because you've always been really good at at finding those big barking dogs. Um, But I wonder how often this scenario could come into play. Uh, Orioles are plus what, 250?
3: Well, okay, so basically they're minus 300 plus 280, call it.
2: All right, so they're plus 280. So my my question to you would be, uh, how many times, and it might be something to pay attention to moving forward, how many times, if you're believing this is a good spot for them, you're looking at the pitching matchup, whatever, uh, that you sit there and you hope the Orioles come out of the gate and they get a 2-3 run lead, and all of a sudden now you get the $3 favorite who would be you know, plus a dollar plus $2 after the first couple of innings if the Orioles were to get the lead, and then you can come back the other way and you're automatically guaranteeing yourself a profit.
3: I do it all the time. I do it all the time. I agree with you. Hold heart. I mean, it's like printing money, right? It's print, It's printing money. But you have to be like, again, that's my job is to sit there have a trade floor monitoring these games in real time, and that's where the in-game wagering. You know, like like to be honest, yesterday I took a little in-game live shot in my own personal account on um, Cleveland because they were a dog down two nothing. You know, take a shot. Now, of course, I could have done it with the Yankees. I mean, you could be really aggressive, and you could basically do lottery tickets and do it with every game, right? So every team that has this, you know, they're down three nothing at the top of the ninth inning. You take a shot, and you in-game live them, and and you know you're going to get that huge price because you could have probably got the Yankees plus four or five hundred dollars yesterday at the top of the ninth inning.
2: How much do you, you do? Know. How much do you do with uh, it, it, when you say you know you identify teams on streaks? Uh, do you saddle up to certain pitchers? Um, that that you'll They'd run care with. less. Nope,
3: nope. Pitching is not part of my equation, as you know, because I take the only time pitching is part of my equation is in in the first five innings. Because again, let's be realistic. We say this every week. I'm going to say it every week. I said it last week. And I was, imagine if I told you in an NFL game your quarterback was out in the fourth quarter. In essence, this is the world we're living in, where we basically know that our quarterback is out in the fourth quarter. So if you're out there and you're listening and you're doing traditional analysis in the MLB and it's based upon the pitchers and you're and you're not just totally you know enthralled with the first 5 innings, you shouldn't be playing the game. Because again, this goes back to Every game where there's a blown game in the ninth inning is dutiful. You think the Yankees starter pitcher was playing? You think the opponent's team was playing yesterday? No, there were different pitchers in the end. This is why I don't understand why people are obsessed with pitching and then don't play the first five innings.
2: How often do you think you do the first five innings? Is is, is that a rarity, or is that something you're doing? More it is than?
3: a rare. It is a rarity because I'm not. I, I would rather wait in the in-game live. You know, I'm more of a just a reactionary better, so this goes back to you and me are completely different. You like when Florida State covers every first half, you like to come out whatever year that was. You know, you like to come out and bang them in the first half. I'm the guy where I'd rather sit and watch and react to what I saw in the first half and also look for what reversion of the mean. You know, take the NBA playoffs. Teams scoring. you know, hitting 80 from the three-point shot. They're not going to hit 80... In the second half, you know. Now again, the NBA playoffs are a bird of a different feather because home. team, Look at last night. I mean, he's brainless. Just take to home teams. Now, Mike has a system. He'll talk about where he's been teasing the NBA playoffs. I think he's like thirteen and five right now. Like he had the other night. He had uh, both plus sixes, and, and uh, so he had the Warriors plus six. They lost by four. Um, but, again, in terms of outright winning-losing, I mean, the edge right now in the playoffs, I don't know how well you've been doing. I have been tracking every day because there's so many games. How well you've been doing in the playoffs. But, I mean, like tonight, I mean, you look at this from a naked eye and you say, you, you just can't take Boston. You have to lay that wood or or wait till halftime. Because, you know, my son, he said both days, when when we were watching pregame of the Boston, he's a Bucks fan, and he goes, "I said, so what do you think? It's hard to win in Boston." He goes, "I believe in the Bucks." Well, if he if you you know to go into Boston and win two games straight up like that, you you you've got to take the Bucks tonight, or at least have them in a money line if you're just looking for them to win and not cover. I'm not a guy that likes to take the it's too many points nonsense. Oh, the Bucks will win. They won't cover, so I'll take Boston. If I don't think the dog can have, can win outright, then I'm not playing it. You know, I believe in the Houston game because you know I'm obviously partial to the beard. Uh, I'll fear the beard, <laughs> and I'll say I'll say that if you're listening, and you were going to play Houston, or you going to you you were, were going to play Boston, and I've said this to you, I said this to the before the national championship game with Alabama. Um, these are games I like to basically say you play the dogs on the money line and you don't need the points. Like, I don't see Boston losing by seven. I see Boston blowing
0: out, just
3: blowing out the Bucks. I see Houston blowing out the Warriors. And I say blow out, I mean win outright even if it's by one. I don't see Houston losing by five and covering, and I don't see – Boston losing by seven, so in those spots, I'm more of a money-line dog player, but what I'm never going to be is the guy that's going to take the dog and go, ah, they're definitely going to lose, they just won't cover. What's
2: your thought on that? Well, is and is that the same premise that would exist with an opportunity as the game unfolds where these, whatever, six-point dog and a nine-point dog, eight-and-a-half, nine-point dog, if they were to and and you've got them, like you say, you're playing them on a money line. Now, you're sitting there just rooting for that scenario. You got your bet going, but you're sitting there rooting for that scenario that you know Boston and Houston come out of the gate and you know, start fast and get a 12-point lead, and then you come back and money line the home team again at the plus price. It's the exact same scenario, is it not? Yeah, if I'm getting the plus price, 100%. And, again, my my – My thing is I
3: like opportunities where I'm in-game live trading where I can win both or second-half wagering win both and not lose both. I'm just asking you as a professional in this game that we're in, do you agree that playing dogs because you think they're definitely not going to win but the number's too high is an invalid strategy? If I play a dog in baseball or if I play a dog in hockey or if I play a dog in any sport, If I don't think my dog has a chance to actually win the game... I'm not involved now. No, now th- I think that's a one. I, Take away I, college football because you're getting 40 points and you're playing well, Alabama. That's no,
2: exactly what I was going to say. But I was going to say, even in basketball, generally speaking, yes, that should yeah. be the foundation and your starting point. I believe they can win the game outright. That doesn't mean if you think there's some inflated number, you know, a team yeah, I mean, me occasionally catching you know, right. 14. You know, uh you, the, the, okay, that number's overinflated. Maybe well, I, mean, over- I mean, like
3: you said. We know with Alabama, they they run it up and then they hang out and they don't do nothing and then they get the backdoor cover and they're laying thirty eight and they win by thirty one. Yeah, I get all that, but I'm saying, okay, let let let's refine this. If the line is less than ten points in any sport, and there's a spread ten or under, do would do you think it's a good strategy to take the dog because you think the 10's too much, or well, you don't take that dog unless you think that dog has a chance to win
2: outright? No, I'm with you. That as a, a general rule of thumb, yeah, you you want to believe your your dog is sitting there barking away. And then I, I would also say, uh, or ask, I would envision uh, in many 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 instances when you're playing a dog, not only do you have a play on the game, you've got a money line play. A smaller right. unit. Right, so
3: playing. again, I'm, right. So if I'm playing the dog, it's usually 80-20. If I got $80 on the, the plus price, I got $20 on the dog price. And again, my, 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 my analysis is that I don't think it's going to – now, again, you could be wrong, which is why you do 80-20. You don't go 50-50, right? Um, but what I will say is for parlay betters out there, we do, we may, we, we've been killing it in the parlay world. And, and as our good friend Kenny White says – and you agree, and the math agrees, you get the true odds on money lines, not spreads on parlays. So this is where you really can score in baseball because when you look for those sharp, live dogs that have an opportunity to win, i.e., home team dogs, you don't insert plus one and a half into a parlay tonight. You insert the plus 280, and you get a huge price for a little risk. A huge price. I've hit some literally... Twenty—it's like hitting a twenty-to-one shot in a horse race, because uh, you know you, you're basically you have four favorites. Not to give away the whole system, but you have four favorites, and then you're willing a couple, you're willing a dog in there. You only need one dog. That's it, and then all of a sudden, your your four favorites. If you were playing them in a parlay for a hundred bucks, you'd be winning three hundred. You throw in the dog, all of a sudden that hundred is to win
2: fifteen hundred. You follow me? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I tell you what. Should we? Take a brief respite and bring our pal Michael into the equation. What do you think? Absolutely, let's do it. All right, let's just do that. It's Sports Insider Radio. I invite you to check out the website, SportsInsiderRadio.com, 800 209 1679. Mike's going to join the fun when we come back on Sports Insider Radio.
0: Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679.
1: Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to OddsXFactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals, I love second halves, and I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. John syndicate.com Call 1-888-201-4201.
2: All right, we're back with you, Sports Insider Radio. Check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. We've been having good fun with John. Let's bring Mike into the equation. Hello, Michael. How you doing today, buddy? Hey, man. I'm, uh, I just arrived
4: in Corolla, North Carolina, where I am uh, going to be in a wonderful wedding in a couple days, but I couldn't miss the show. i got to be on, so I'm here to help. Uh, I'm excited for Champions League, the second semifinal that's starting in about 30 minutes Uh, yesterday was one of the craziest games Brian did you I I know you don't know the odds for soccer before the year but Ajax the team that is actually playing today they were 25,000 to one in August to win the Champions League and they have just as good of a shot right now if they win today what's one game to go to basically pull it out and probably one of the best odds in soccer that I've ever seen.
3: Mike, talk to did me. They, Will, Brian, did they not interrupt? Brian, did they talk about the Barcelona Liverpool game? It was a big deal. Did they talk about that in Vegas yesterday? Or not really?
2: Not much. No. Wow. I know it's a big deal to you boys, and it's anyway, Sunday's championship Sunday, right? Don't they have a yeah. championship right. Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. So, let me ask you this. I say this all the time: the Stanley Cup playoffs. You know, the hockey's different. The brand of hockey is different. Uh, when you're you're in the home stretch and Sunday's championship Sunday, uh, how are the how are these games different? Uh, when you focus on them and try to you know handicap these games.
4: Well, it's much different because it's a two-legged match. Just just picture if it was instead of the Stanley Cup having a seven-game series, um, you play one game on the road and then you play one game at home. So it's not a seven-game series; it's a two-game series where you get a shot at home. But it's an aggregate goals. Whoever has the best aggregate goal record is the one that advances. So it's a different dynamic for betting when it comes to the second leg because just like yesterday um, in the Barcelona game, the odds to win the game for Liverpool were only plus 160 and for Barcelona it was plus 170 because Barcelona had won uh, the aggregate goals. They had 3-0 lead going into the game at Liverpool so basically Liverpool had to win the game 4-0 to advance to the next round they literally if they won anything less than 4-0 they wouldn't have advanced so the odds for Liverpool to advance yesterday were plus 1200 and they they won the game 4-0 which was insane for a team that's down two of their best players from Barcelona to basically lay an egg.
2: So let me ask you then, with the aggregate aspect of it, what impact does it have from the odds makers as a starting point, but then from the handicapping side of it, the the total on the game?
4: Well, that, that plays a big role into it, because a lot of teams that are ahead normally play a lot tighter defensively in the following matchup because they're just trying to advance. They don't specifically need to You know, if they're that, if they're up 3-0 on aggregate, especially, they're playing to advance. And it was just one of those things yesterday where nobody had Liverpool advancing. I mean, it it, it happens so infrequently that a team like that could could pull out that type of performance. Because again, with the aggregate situation, if Barcelona just scored one away goal, they would have had to win 5-1. So, you know, in that situation, it's it's just very uncommon. And the totals do play a big role. But again, you know, when it's a two-legged match, there's so many other factors than winning the game like it would in a hockey match or in a baseball game or a football game or a basketball game because you don't have that aggregate assessment going into game two. It just, it just throws another dimension um, into the mix. But again, I want to know, and we'll probably see the ticket, Coming out if ix wins today, who put money on ix in August to get that twenty five to that fa- twenty five thousand to one shot? Maybe Brian did.
2: No, he did not. Believe me. <laughs> I, <laughs> believe me, I did not. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what do you? How do you watch that game without having well, so an embolism the thing look in all seriousness back to the business side if you're treating
3: this as a business and you're being unemotional and you're not worried about what shape the ball is you see a lot of people bragging about their future bets i had this future going into the into the uh championship game in college i had this future going into the final four i had this future going into the super bowl now do i hedge or do i not hedge we and so What's his name uh, who owns the D? You know, he's had those years where he's had the Futures, and you've talked to yeah. him on your other radio yeah, show. Derek, yeah. um, so, so, But now think about it. You, next year, for you guys listening, you can play Futures in soccer. you got these little lottery tickets. You don't get one odds in North American sports, regardless of the Futures. I mean, where you really have a shot of them winning. So that's that's the difference, Brian. Yeah, you might get the prices, but you don't really have a shot of them winning. Where a couple years ago, Leicester, same thing. They were like five thousand to one. They won the whole thing. So these are really good future opportunities in the beginning of the soccer season, especially the Champions League, because there's more volume, there's more handle on that than there is in, on any Super Bowl anytime. I mean, just a game on a normal weekend has more money on it than the Super Bowl. That's what most people don't really realize. And, Mike, Uh, but again, from.
2: Go go ahead. No, I was going to say, but I was going to ask you, Mike, uh, I know we got the Women's World Cup coming up. Is that something uh, that you think you would get involved in?
4: Well, I particularly don't get involved in anything. What I do is we have groups that provide us with the information because, again, I'm not a fan of the game. As much as I say I watch a lot of these soccer games, and I am. I'm not listening to him. A fan of women. Uh, uh, Brian, Brian, Brian. He wouldn't <laughs> take a
1: call yesterday. Uh-huh. He was
3: sitting in front of the 60 inch TV in this office.
1: Right. He says, Leave me alone. I'm
3: watching the game. Now, unlike, <laughs> unlike a, a U.S. game, there's no commercials, there's no break. So when he's watching a game for 90 minutes, it's like being in a movie theater with your phone on 90 minutes.
4: Go ahead. He doesn't really take it seriously. Yeah, serious. he doesn't. <laughs> no, no, no. I said, I said women's soccer. I didn't say, I didn't oh, say Champions okay. League. The game will in 30 minutes. The game will be on. We'll be watching it live. Look, but in terms of women's soccer, I'm not particularly okay. a fan. But, again, if I have an edge on the game and I have somebody that's providing me with the information, it doesn't matter to me. We're going to put it out there.
2: Wait, John. John, you got him off that real quick.
4: <laughs> yeah. It was like hey, talking to Brian. the wall yesterday. He
3: kept, you know, <laughs> for me, I'm looking at it like a a square. They're just kicking the ball around. Nothing's happening for
2: ninety minutes. <laughs> he's got beads he goes, of sweat on his forehead. He's Eyes coming he's, out of he's, his he's head. Like, don't talk to me. The game's <laughs> on. Oh, poor like, Mike. <laughs> now,
4: Brian, but, I didn't get but, your feedback. Uh, yeah, ahead, on the the Kentucky Derby last Saturday. What was what was your input?
2: Yeah, we did it at the top, but just, just very quickly, just, I, it was the right call. Absolutely sure. the right call. It cost me money. It was the right call. I'm sure you did. I, you you don't get a refund?
4: I remember I wrote it down. I, I bet on them, and, you know, it, it just is what it is.
2: Nope. We, I, we did a seminar here in town. Maximum security was my my top pick. Uh, I, I, I would feel a lot worse if, if I'd have had the try and it got taken down because I had Code of Honor and I had Improbable underneath him didn't have country house so uh it, it maybe t- made it a little more palatable to take the punch to the gut but at the end of the day separating yourself from you know what went down there it was the right call and and well, you know well, what, well, you know what it, you it, it, break? but uh, you know what i would just say yeah. is that you know and i get the frustration you know because it's people that maybe play it once a year and I'm oh, the winner and i got to take it down and, and i, I could certainly understand that reaction but the reality of it is you know that's what happens every day you know I mean, the, right. those scenarios exist every day and the one thing that comes into the equation is the betting aspect of it for the integrity of it because there's win play show exactus trifectas superfectus all the way down to the fourth pos- position and you know I mean basically if your horse is denied uh, a position you know for a fact I mean you know, it cost a horse a position uh, you know for the integrity you, you got to take the horse down yeah well, well i mean i think for the
3: integrity of week i mean look i think for the integrity if you guys are listening for making money it shouldn't matter it shouldn't matter what you're playing real quick because i know i wanted you guys to break down uh mike I-, I asked him what do you think you think it's just as easy as taking both home teams today milwaukee and golden states i already told him you're 13 and five on the teasers we won't give any of that information away, but again, it looks to me like home teams are just rolling in the playoffs, and uh, by the way, I'll let you answer that as well, Brian. Are the home teams just rolling in the Stanley Cup? I haven't been following it as closely, or is it a little more uh,
2: 50-50? Oh, well, I would just tell you, last night, uh, and, and you know what, and you sit there, and you know, sometimes you tip your hat, you, you say you were right, and, and you call it a right-side loser, we did our hockey show, and... I liked St. Louis. I actually loved St. Louis on the puck line last night. Uh, Mm, And they they mauled Dallas. They killed them. And the goalie was absolutely incredible. It got to the point it got to overtime. I was rooting for Dallas. The goalie was that good. uh, Dallas only had four shots on goal. Imagine this. Dallas had four shots on goal in the second and third period. For 40 minutes wow. of hockey, they only had four shots on goal. They were outshot 41-17 at the end of regulation. Saint Louis should have won that game 5-1. Uh, you know, it it is what it is, man. That's that's the beauty of it, right? Hockey's the great uh, the goalies the great equalizer.
3: Absolutely, but no. Mike knows all about that. He's the goalie in soccer. Uh, but you know, again, with, with the NBA playoffs seems like sir. you just walk in you play toronto you play denver you don't even think about it now we're not even talking about wins guys we're talking about absolute blowouts the scores were almost identical 125 89 124 98 both games go over both favorites win the public is just singing and song they're so happy and then tonight they're going to go in there and they're going to lay the wood again
2: well, the the thing you get in basketball, in, a, in the NBA specifically, I remember saying this on the radio yesterday. I said if Philly, if Philly gets down, I mean, and Philly gets down big, uh, you know, it's that live the fight another day. the thing is in a series, I mean, couldn't just I I said this before the game. If that happens. They may take everybody out, and let's just, let's forget it, turn the page, draw a line through it, live the fight another day. And, I mean, and they got freight trained.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, also, I real, just, real quick, I since the, the game, games are – go ahead. No, I was just uh, making a point on what Brian was saying. But, yeah, I mean, yesterday that was the intention after they get mauled. But, Embiid, he's been banged up. He's got a respiratory infection. The guy just is not himself. And without him playing at the top caliber level – they just don't have a shot against Toronto, especially on the road. So, you know, the playoffs are a very grueling seven-game series. Remember when they switched it a couple years ago, guys, it used to be five games, the best of five in the first round, and then it went to a best of seven. Well, now it's a best of seven in all of them. So they already played 82 games, and these guys are, you know, they're not young chickens where, you know, they're 20, 21 years old. Wear and tear comes down at this time of the year, and At the end of the day, a lot of times it's coaching. When they make adjustments game to game, as you see going into game five, game six, the home teams are winning specifically because it's that much harder once you have a feel for the other team to beat them on the road.
2: It is Sports Insider Radio. We've got the boys, John and Mike, with you. 800-209-1679. Website, sportsinsiderradio.com. Uh, what's what's hot on the docket here for you? The well, so what I was going to tell you is, you, on you, the got, docket, you got numbers. Is, you got you got numbers.
3: Well, I, I'm going to tell you right now, home teams. Yeah, they're two and three and one thirty nine, fifty nine percent favorites, winning outright money line. They still have the edge to home team dogs. What are we like talking about? Baseball. Okay, good. Baseball. Yeah, but but home team dogs, like I told you, they're down forty games, thirty games, and when you flip them with the plus one and a half. But here's an interesting thing. If you're listening to this radio show live right now and you have action on any of the four games in play, Pittsburgh 6-2, Milwaukee 6 nothing Zona 2 nothing Philly 4 nothing you're playing for all the wrong reasons. You're playing because you woke up and there was a game at 12.30 or 9.30 in Vegas or the game at one ten or 11.10. You just had to play. The, the moral of the story is there's, a no, there's only been 35 games going into this morning played of 162 games. You don't need to play every game me and you said it brian a decade ago almost on our 24 minute tutorial it's not what you bet it's when you bet and sometimes
2: the best bet you make is the one you don't make that's absolutely right taking a pass is sometimes the best decision you'll ever make
3: now on to in-game live wagering where are there good spots so you look at Arizona. I'm not going to do this, but this is something in real time we can address next week and see if it comes through. If I had to make an in-game live wage right now, I would take Tampa Bay that was on a three-game winning streak against Arizona that was on a, on a two-game, on a three-game losing streak. And I would take Tampa Bay live right now. They were a 160 favorite. They're down. 2 nothing in the sixth inning, but the thing is, because of the home team, they get the bottom of the ninth like the Yankees yesterday. So the value in those situations, it's the same thing with St. Louis, but St. Louis was a favorite. So really, when you look at home teams that have scored nothing and they're going into the late innings, you're going to get the value on the live line. You're going to get St. Louis at even money when they were 155, and you're going to get Tampa Bay at even money when they were 155. And the reality is. It's not highly improbable that one of those two dogs, home teams favorites, won't come back and win the game in the bottom of one of the innings—the seventh, eighth, or ninth.
2: It is so much fun yapping with you guys. Uh, a shorter dose of Michael today, but I, Mike, this guy, John, has been on a tear. I mean, he has been flat out money, um, bringing it on the radio show, Bud. I mean. You stay focused on those soccer games because this guy's been rolling here. I'm, I'm rolling, man. I'm, I'm rolling. I'm using um,
4: – I don't have my notepad today because I am on the road, but normally I'm recording. I'm jotting it down. I'm making sure I do my, you know, my homework, and then I, I try to implement that and talking to these clients because it's tough breaking their bad habits. That is the number one objection I have that I have to overcome is just breaking the bad habits of that instant gratification versus trying to treat this as a business.
2: All right. I will tell you next Wednesday, you guys have your pen and paper ready. Because we'll be talking about the Preakness, preakness and I'll yes, sir. I'll be doing a lot of work well, on that bad boy, and I'll be looking forward to it. And, uh, beautiful. So listen, went, and you're going to be flying in as well to make the selections? Got, a, that's, this race might be worth showing up, too. Uh, yeah, so I'll, it, I'll leave you hanging. Listen, I want to tell you, you, got, you, I you, well, you guys. you can get each, ten got 20 seconds. You've got a
3: few minutes left. Ten we seconds. You can take a shot on this. Tampa Bay was minus 155. They're down 2 nothing in the sixth inning. What do you think the in-game live prices? Let me Anybody know. Anybody care to take them? What is it? it? Plus 260. So you can get a team that was minus 150 plus 260 in the bottom of the sixth. They got the bottom of the sixth, the bottom of the
2: seventh, the bottom of the eighth, the bottom of the ninth. That's where you get value play. Listen to him. He's got it covered for you. Sportsinsiderradio.com. The guys do a great job, and you want to give them a shout Give them a ring at 800-209-1679 at Sports Insider Radio. It's the Vegas Board, Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com.
1: USA Radio News with Tim Burke. Iran is now threatening to limit compliance with the 2015 agreement that curtailed the country's nuclear program. Republican Congressman Michael McCaul of Texas, is a ranking member on the House Foreign Affairs Committee. He appeared on Fox News and says it's time for Iran to start feeling the pressure of some U.S. sanctions.
0: Again, it demonstrates why the sanctions are working now. And uh, Europe is now starting to side with the United States uh, in our pull out of this flawed agreement.
3: Top Republicans are blasting the